This is The Real Estate Show with Kevin Turner on Brisbane's 4BC. And good morning and welcome to the show. Nice to be back with you Saturday morning as uh, we talk real estate. Uh, I want to have a look this morning at some of the effects of COVID uh, on the industry, not necessarily just national, although you have to look at that. But we'll also have a look at uh, what's happening in the Brisbane market with rentals as well. We're going to catch up with uh, probably one of Australia's leading real estate agents. Uh, that'll be a little bit later in the show too. And I'll take you through a really spectacular house in The Gap. And um, as I said, the good and bad of COVID on property uh, around Australia. Just a, a quick look at what's happening uh, on the auction market. Um, the reason I want to mention this is because of the incredible impact that the Stage 4 lockdown is having in Melbourne. I'll get to that in a moment. There are 870 capital city auctions being tracked by CoreLogic this week. Uh, That's very similar to last week when 866 auctions were held over the same week last year. 1,639 homes were taken to auction across the combined capital cities. Melbourne, as I said, remains in Stage 4 lockdown. And as such, this weekend, just 13 auctions. Uh, Last weekend, it was 28, and that was bad enough. Uh, And uh, 826 this time last year. It's a record low for Melbourne. Uh, We've never seen it quite this low, with the exception possibly of the seasonally quiet uh, early January period. Sydney, by contrast, 653 auctions this weekend, um, up from 608 last week and higher than the 585 one year ago. Sort of highlights just the impact of what's going on in Melbourne. Uh, The number of auctions held across Sydney is consistently tracked higher than a year ago since mid-June. So what's happening in Brisbane? Well, Brisbane's actually faring very well. Of all the uh, minor capital cities, it is leading the field. 83 auctions this weekend. Uh, You know, we've quite often seen around 50, 60 auctions, but 83 this weekend is really quite outstanding. Adelaide, 54. Perth, 11. And Canberra, 54. Just having a look back at last week, and I want to make a couple of points about this. In Melbourne, the final auction clearance rate um, was for last week was 32.1%, uh, which was down on uh, by about, um, what's that, 8% roughly, 40.6% the week before. Auction activity was extremely low uh, with only 28 homes last weekend. Here's the interesting point, though. Results were collected from all 28 Melbourne auctions and two-thirds were reported as withdrawn. We're seeing this consistently now. Auctions that were committed to three, four weeks ago uh, and as we've seen the impact of stage four, they're now being withdrawn. But have a listen to this. Of these successful results, all but two were sold prior to auction. So in Melbourne, I've never seen it before, only two auctions were actually conducted. Um, so over the same period last week, six, uh, 765 homes were taken to auction uh, across the city. They're, they're, that's staggering figures, and it just shows you what can happen in that stage four lockdown. Many, many calls, and we'll touch on this later too, coming from within the industry for the Premier uh, to declare uh, real estate as an essential service in Victoria. Uh, There were calls right across the nation when COVID first hit for this to happen, uh, and it was actually declared to be an essential service. Is that going too far? Look, I'm not really sure. But uh, we'll sort of dig into that a little bit later in the show. It's 11 past nine. 
What's happening in your local market? Find out on The Real Estate Show on 4BC. As I said, the response to the pandemic and its lingering after effects continues to have a really big impact on uh, property investors, landlords across the country. Uh, with the inability for them to evict affected tenants and many landlord insurance policies now pulling back on cover for rent loss, along with a raft of other impacts, rental property owners really need to be on top of what they can and can't do to protect themselves as they move forward. Now, to discuss this, I'm joined by leading property management expert, Laura, um, uh, Lauren Robinson. My apologies, Lauren. Lauren Robinson from Rental Results in Tawong. G'day, Lauren. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks, Kevin. So, sorry you? for mispronouncing your name there. Okay. <laughs> um, Lauren is the Director of Rental Results at a Specialist Property Management Business based in Brisbane. And to get a, a local feel for it, you've had 18 years' experience in the property management area. Lauren, so you'd be getting a very good feel for this. What are you hearing? What, what are the ongoing impacts on landlords flowing from uh, coronavirus? Mm, yeah, it's been a very interesting time. So I guess what we're seeing is vacancy rates in certain suburbs are actually increasing and rents are dropping. So those suburbs are typically around the universities, so St Lucia, um, and in the city we're finding that's happening there as well. This is university students, do you think? Yeah, yeah. So I guess the, the impact of the mm. borders being closed as well as obviously international students not coming into Brisbane. So vacancy rates in the city itself are at 13%. 13%, wow. Yeah, and oversupplies at 3%. So that just gives you an idea of how how many properties are available in the city. Are you dealing with many landlords who are, you know, in in this situation? Are there many in your portfolio? Um, we've actually we've actually had a lot of owners come to us with Airbnb stock that were previously rented at a nightly rate that haven't been able to find tenants. So we're picking up a lot of those clients and we're actually being able to find them tenants. So I think those owners, the owners with furnished properties just need to really consider who their market is now because and maybe even look at removing the furniture because those tenants that were arriving for on a short-term basis mm. just aren't coming. So that's what you're advising the Airbnb um, landlords as they move across to you to pull the furniture out? Either look at unfurnishing, so mm. to widen their market, or having a significant rental drop. So we've seen that a number of in a number of cases, and that'll just be until, obviously, the borders start opening, and then they can revisit that in six months' time once once the demand's back. Tell me about landlord insurance. What's happening on that uh, in that arena? Yeah, so initially at the beginning of, of all of this, we see we saw all the landlord insurance companies um, have an embargo um, put in place on new landlord preferred policies. We've actually had Terry Share last week lift that. So they're now offering their, um, their landlord preferred policy to new business clients. It is at a higher premium, but it is good to see. And I think we'll, fi- we'll see other companies follow suit in the next coming months. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty good move from uh, Terry Shear. They'll they'll mm. obviously pick up a lot of market share. Do you use um, uh, landlord insurance? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, and I guess yeah, there's a number of companies that we work with, Terry Shear being one of them. But um, yeah, it covers owners in so many different aspects of their rental, and yeah, would highly recommend owners have that. Yeah, uh, I can imagine you'd be talking to uh, property managers and agents in Melbourne are really mm-hmm. suffering uh, with the lockdown, um, and you probably heard leading into this, uh, I mentioned there about uh, the industry uh, requesting that the Premier make property an essential service in Victoria. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, um, tell me about your situation because it, we're nowhere near as bad in Queensland. I mean, we've got freedom of movement, um, you know, relatively. Uh, there, there are certain restrictions in place, but how is it affecting the leasing process from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, I guess we have been very lucky in Brisbane and I, and there's been a few things that we've had to adapt and change because of COVID. Um, what we are seeing with the leasing process is owners, I guess we're having quite a few tenants come to us that have been affected by COVID. So they might be on JobKeeper, JobSeeker. Um, they've lost employment because of everything that's going on due to COVID. So what we're encouraging those tenants to do is put together cover letters explaining their situation so that owners have the full full details. Um, we're also asking owners to consider or owners are considering job stability and the likelihood that tenants or prospective tenants that are applying for properties are going to be able to afford the rent in the future. We're seeing some tenants offering to pay rent in advance to assure the owners that they will be able to pay and alleviate those concerns. Um, in Queensland, we're not able to ask tenants to pay a higher bond unless the rent's over seven fifty a week. So it's just really assessing each application as it comes in. I mean, out of our portfolio, so we look after 600 properties within the inner city, um, 15 kilometres of the CBD. And I guess what we've seen is less than 10% of our clients have actually been affected, um, our tenants. So... We've been quite lucky in that way. Um, mm. and, yeah, are, are employment industry types affecting applications? Um, as an example, you know, any, anyone in hospitality, I, I guess, would be rather suspect. Yeah, hospitality, um, yeah, travel industry. So I met um, a prospective tenant yesterday who works for Virgin, was on JobKeeper, so all those types of tenants. But, mm. you know, I don't – I think – I think we need to be understanding and maybe not rule those tenants out because that particular tenant I met yesterday had significant funds, was still working, but is receiving JobKeeper. So mm. they had significant funds in savings. So I think it's really important to assess each tenant on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good point you make, though, and that is that not everyone wants to own a property. There are quite a number of people who are renting properties uh, and still have you know, quite a large amount of savings. They've just elected not to buy a property or invested in property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. We mm. see that every day of the week and, yeah. It's amazing. So just to round this out, what, what can and can't owners do if their tenants are impacted by COVID? Yeah, I think it's really important to first establish that the tenant actually has been affected by COVID. So there's mm. definitely eligibility criteria for those people who have been affected. So they need to be meeting that in the first instance, as well as, the tenant needs to suffer a loss of income of 25% or more and then or the rent payable is 30% or more of the person's income. Mm. So if the tenant meets that criteria, then it's really important that the owners and the owners sorry, the tenants actually provide sufficient evidence to confirm that. But then the tenants and the owners start to have that conversation through their property managers as to a way forward. So often that's through payment plans or you know, worst case scenario, I'd suggest getting the RTA involved with the Form 16, so mediation. There's all these new regulations in regards to or approved reasons for owners and tenants to end a tenancy, um, which include the owner might need to move in or their um, immediate family needs to move into the property. The property owner is preparing the property for sale or uh, the sale of the property requires vacant possession. If a tenant's experiencing domestic or family violence, the tenant finds on moving property that it's not in good repair 
And also the tenant needs to break the lease to, say, for example, move in with family or find a more affordable property. If they have, um, there's now a criteria there that they can actually break lease costs are capped at the equivalent of one week's rent for eligible tenants. Okay. There's a lot of things that are available. uh, Available help and, and lots of solutions as well. Hey, Lauren, thank you so much for your time. No, you're welcome, Kevin. Thank you. Lauren Robinson is from Rental Results, and you can check them out, rentalresults.com.au. 4BC Talking Real Estate is coming up to 20 past nine.